0: Today's episode is sponsored by Zondervan Publishers. Zondervan has published the NIV Biblical Study Bible with General Editor D.A. Carson. It is the only study Bible built on biblical theology, and it invites you to marvel at the big story and savor each detail. You can learn more at whatisbiblicaltheology.com. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois.
1: St. Yeah, St. Charles, Yeah,
0: you know, I, how many takes did it take me to do the, the, the pre roll? Uh,
1: well, how many? Eight? Should I give the real number? The real or number. It, the real number? Yeah. Uh, 72. Oh, stop it.
0: <laughs> are eight? Eight? It took what, eight? Yeah, I just Jimmy me Jimmy Fowler,
1: executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship.
0: So we're back at the cigar show. We're here. And uh, it'll, be, it'll be a little loud. You'll hear some background noise, but that, sure. it makes it a little fun. Exactly. Right? It, it exactly. gives you plus, a Plus, taste we could of, smoke here. We could smoke here and just so, relax. Yep. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. I just Jimmy just sent me a picture of himself getting fitted for a new suit. Yep. Thanks, Aren't you buddy. fancy? Thanks, buddy. You're so fancy. Thank you
1: for uh, letting everybody know now, about
0: that. Now, how expensive is a Gucci suit? Because
1: I'm not really sure. <laughs> uh, no, no, I can't afford the Gucci. Oh, really? No, no, no. I get Gucci. You get you get it off the street. Yeah, and you got to take the men's the warehouse green. and yeah. get it. Yeah, exactly. So like, when you see me getting fitted, it was in the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> so they yeah, that's kinda, a good deal, though. It, you know what? For real, it is pretty good. They uh, they take a you know one of my livers, and that's it. Uh, that's it. You it's, got two, right? No, we have two livers. I, I don't know. No, we yes. have one liver. You silly. Dang it! Two kidneys. <laughs> <Don't get me. laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of what it was. <laughs> so man, here we are. We're at the cigar shop. Yeah. We're relaxing, finally after it's already been a week it's already been like a long week it's it's it's, only it it is tuesday but it feels like it's been tuesday night and we're just uh i'm I'm, a little tired you're beat oh i'm beat yeah i'm done i'm done i'm out i had a a fun night last night what'd you do i went to the
0: cubs game oh i saw yeah yeah i saw yeah Did did you take steve mccoy with you
1: uh, no, no, I did not take Steve. Oh, really?
0: Nope. nope. I thought you kind of told mm-hmm. him about it earlier. Said you no, I did not him. take Steve. I'm pretty Steve sure that you I said you were not, going I to, though. I did not. I know you I... didn't because he was here with me complaining that you didn't take him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. That extra ticket, I did not give to him. Did they win? They won. Oh. Of course they won. Not of course. I, when, when, when Steve left here last <laughs> night, mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, the, the other team? Yeah, well, the, the Mets. Okay. The, the, the Mets? The New York Mets. Continue. What is Mets? Now? Oh, Metropolitan? What does that stand for? So, anyways, the Mets. Uh, well, one of their batters <laughs> hit a dinger. Mm hmm. Well done. And I texted Steve, was that a dinger? He was not happy. No. Nope. was like, yes, it was. <laughs> he didn't
1: want to talk about it. But they won, so that's good. Yeah, they not won, that I care. But you know, you, I, you know how I saw there? I saw the I, actor that plays Saul Goodman. Yeah,
0: very cool. Yeah,
1: I got to say hi to him.
0: Did you really? Yes, I did. Did you, did you get a picture with him? Uh, didn't you, you know,
1: I was trying to, and then some dude in front of me jumped in. And then one of his... Uh,
0: Security detail?
1: No, no, it was someone for the... Uh, he had to go do the seventh inning stretch. So someone from Wrigley Field was like, oh, you got to come with me. Come okay. So when I say I talked to him and said hi, yeah, it was more... Uh, it's all he, good, man. No, no, no. He came down the aisle right next to me. And he stood there looking around like, where the heck is my seat? Right. And I go, oh, you're over there. That's where your seat is over there. He says, oh, am I over there? I'm like, yeah, you're right over there. And he goes, oh, okay, cool, cool. And I was about to get up. Other dude distracted him, and then he had to go. Uh, and I'm like, I was frustrated because I wanted to get a photo. My brother, who's with me, goes, the only way you could have made that more awkward <laughs> is if you said, hey, Bob, I've been watching you. You're on the other side <laughs> right over there.
0: <laughs> and you were. I think he knew that you were watching him I anyways. think so. Yeah. I think, you
1: know, so, he was, so I took a photo, put it up on Instagram. Yeah, know, Bob yeah. Odenkirk. Yeah, there you go. think he's good. He, yeah, he's a really good nice show. guy. Yep.
0: Well, right. from
1: what I... From the... The the long interaction I had with him. Yeah. Would you guys
0: exchange numbers? Um, mm-hmm. No, no,
1: no. I wish, I wish that would have been fun.
0: So, uh, we're sitting down. We're getting back into the sixteen eighty nine. Mm. We're doing chapter five. But you, wait, what I do? We, what we gotta talk about it. it
1: we can finally talk about it. Zondervan. Yeah, we Zondervan, just we already said I know, that. I know. You know yeah, that was a pre roll. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that's pretty cool. But you know what? They're not just sponsoring our podcast, Joe.
0: Well, you they know are, what else they're sponsoring? They're, they're, what?
1: They are. Our premier partner for D D nineteen. Wait, they are? They are. No, they are I, uh, the premier partner for DD nineteen. Are we gonna say something about DD nineteen? Yes, can, can we finally say something? We can. Finally. I'm pretty sure tickets go on sale right now.
0: They're on sale. They can go get them.
1: They can go get them tickets right
0: and now. They're gonna go fast. We are doing a conference. Our annual conference, Doctrine and Devotion, is on biblical theology.
1: Oh, keep talking about it. Let them know. Biblical Let them know theology. who's our main speaker, Joe. Uh, you
0: might have heard of him, maybe, maybe, maybe some of you have. Dr. James Hamilton, boom, from Southern Seminary. There we go. What is biblical theology? That's and right. And a bunch of other books that he wrote. Guys, really, really good communicator, great scholar. Um, it's going to be so much fun. We, we've locked it in. It's happening. It's yep. going down. May third, May third, May third, and May fourth. Now listen, tell him what's new though, because oh. there's more going on this year. You
1: know what? He's not the only one speaking. We got some breakout speakers. Well, I'm speaking. You're speaking. I'm speaking. Yep. But we've also got breakout Doug speaking. Logan's coming back. Yep. Doug Logan's going to be coming back on biblical theology and mission and mission. Yeah, that'll be one of our breakout sessions. That's our, uh, Nick Batzig. Nick, Nick Batsig's coming Batsig's in. Nick going to be coming in. He's the
0: editor for uh, what is it, Reformation Twenty-One, he's and a bunch got, of I that stuff. I don't know a bunch of other things. Yeah. He's, got his he's hands smart and everything. Dude. Yep. So, so yeah, he's doing doing biblical
1: theology and the preacher. Yep. And the word. Yep. So who else we got? Phil and
0: Jasmine Holmes. Well, yeah. mainly I was going Most, for Jasmine. Mostly Jasmine. I was yeah. going for Phil's Jasmine. Tag along. And so we got Jasmine plus one.
1: Jasmine plus one. <laughs> Phil's there plus one. <laughs> so so man, we're really pumped. We got Jasmine. Phil's coming. And they're going to be doing biblical theology and marriage. Uh-huh. That's good. Steve Super McCoy. Good.
0: Steve McCoy's doing one.
1: Steve McCoy. Biblical theology and parenting. And
0: being a big baby. Oh, wait, oh, what? No, no. Well, no. he's got
1: he's already got that one down. Okay. Everybody knows he's good and at parenting. That. Am I missing anyone? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Maybe my wife. Oh goodness, I was. You know, it hurts her birthday about, too. I was thinking, what really, today? No, Thursday. Oh, well, I don't care. Yeah.
0: Well, you should be. You should be like you know. You oh, should, okay. Happy birthday so, anyways, stuff. Jen is going to be yep. speaking, yep.
1: and she'll be doing biblical theology. And you know what? That's a surprise, y'all.
0: No, it's biblical theology yeah. and like suffering or something like that. I, oh, I, forget I thought what we we're going to
1: surprise. I thought we we're going to have a big reveal on that. No, one. no. What okay. is this like,
0: like HGTV makeover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing that. So we're having breakout sessions. It's going to be a longer conference. It's going to be oh, a bigger man. conference. And oh, every year We're, trying, gets we're
1: looking about doing worship, possibly. We might do worship. Yeah, we're, we're not, looking at having uh, a little, 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 bit, yet, little bit of worship know? music. Yeah, Man, so, oh, Joe, this is amazing. I'm really pumped that we can finally talk about it. So head on over at Drvotion.com
0: Slash conference.
1: Slash conference. And there you go. Get Register. registered. We've only got a certain number of early bird tickets. Yeah. It's not going to be the same like we did before where it's like, Anyone that buys before a certain date. No. Uh-uh. Limit that number. We had to, we had to limit it. We had yeah. to limit it. We got a bigger spot, but we got to limit it.
0: Yeah, because seating is limited. We're going to blow it up. And yeah, we only it. got
1: uh, only enough seats for 800.
0: Listen, if um, if we're getting concerned that it's getting too big, we could always bring in Jared Wilson to kind of organize our conference for us.
1: Oh, there you go. He, the, oh, Jared, the conference killer? <laughs> <Wilson>. <laughs> Jared, conference killer, Wilson.
0: <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about. But you do, Jared.
1: Yeah, no, they probably don't because none of them went. Nobody went. <laughs> oh, th- This is why he hates us. Yeah, well, you know, it's you know why what? he hates I, you. Actually, you know what? He just invited me over for dinner.
0: No, he invited a bunch of us over for that, yeah. You know, uh, Everybody I, got that email. Oh, okay. Everybody okay. listening probably got that email. Oh, it was
1: that one standard email? Yeah,
0: oh, The a, a oh, copy and oh. paste kind oh, okay, of thing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so cool. now we're going to get into the 1689, <laughs> Chapter 5, On God's Providence. We're looking at paragraphs 3 and 4. Yep. And um, you know, we're going to spend. We're just going to touch on paragraph three. We're going to focus most of our attention on paragraph four because it keeps coming up, um, and we have to talk about it quite a bit. Not only because it is an important doctrine, but because it gets a lot of pushback today. Oh, so uh, why don't we start with paragraph three?
1: Okay, you want me to read it? Sure. All right, paragraph three. God, in his ordinary providence, makes use of means, yet is free to work without, above and against them, at his pleasure. he do what he wants. That, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Lord. God, God, he need no man. That's right. Well, he... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, we've we talked about this a lot already, right? That God uses means, yes. right? There are secondary causes yep. and things like that. And so, yes, uh, in his ordinary providence, he does this. Um, and we, we, we see this. We've talked about it. But here the point is, but he is free as Lord to work without them, above them, even against them. Oh, yeah. So uh, he's not bound by it. In other words, Jimmy, God, God can do miracles, yeah. right? And
1: miracles happen, and they're going to happen in the way and the use of the means that God is going to do them. Yeah.
0: Okay, but paragraph four, this is really kind of what we want to dig into, right? Paragraph four says, The almighty power, unsearchable wisdom, and infinite goodness of God so far manifest themselves in his providence that his determinate counsel extends itself even to the first fall and all other sinful actions, both of angels and men, and that not by a bare permission... Which he almost, which he also most wisely and powerfully binds, and otherwise orders and governs in a manifold dispensation to his most holy ends. Yet, so as the sinfulness of their acts proceeds only from the creatures and not from God, who, being most holy and righteous, neither is nor can be the author of approver of sin.
1: Mm, again, I like super that.
0: clear, very precise, yep. very tight. So God. Um, in his work of providence is characterized by uh, power, wisdom, goodness, even over the sinful actions of angels and men. And he's saying here, or they are saying, the Reformed Baptists are saying that this is not a, a, a just a bare permission, uh, which he does, but it is. Um, it is that that permission that extends to them where they are acting out their own desires mm-hmm. is still in accord with his determined purpose, mm. right? So it, all of it, even the first fall, right? The fall of Adam and Eve was a part of the plan. Yeah. And, and this gets into the issue of, you know, superlapsarianism versus infralapsarianism, and we're not mm-hmm. going to get into that stuff. Yeah. Google it. The, 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 Google the mega, it.
1: megalapsarian, and, uh, uh, ultra-lapsarian. Yeah, continue.
0: Su- Super lapsary, and that's just supra.
1: Oh, yeah, you want the super one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but we
0: just get into the order of the decrees and the mind of God and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, What we, what we do need to, to point out here is that that the fall of, of, of man, Adam and Eve, they're mm-hmm. responsible for that. Scripture teaches that very clearly. But also, it was a part of God's plan to bring about a greater and more glorious end. Right, the, uh, something to read would be "The End for Which God Created the World" uh, by Jonathan Edwards. We'll link to that in the show notes so you can check yeah, it out. Be good, but all things that happen are a part of God's decree, and therefore they are ordered by His providence. Now,
1: people hate this doctrine. Oh yeah, some
0: people really push back against it.
1: Oh yeah, I think part of it is because they 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 can't see the good in the position. Right, automatically right. think the negative as as far as like. Uh, being robotic or being being responsible for God must be responsible. God for must be name. responsible for he for can't the decree evil, it. the suffering that's going on in my life. That right. that's caused by the hand of God. Then you know,
0: right? In, in a sense, in in the sense at which they would say he must be to blame for evil. Yeah, and again, listen, that may be how your brain is thinking about it. But that is not what Scripture says, and it is not what Reformed Baptists say. So what you're doing is you're creating a false doctrine, a caricature, which is not true. So you're hating something in that case, which isn't true. God is not the author of of sin. Um, He is not to blame for the wickedness of men. That's right. Because what they do stems from themselves, and yet those actions still are a part of God's decree. Mm -hmm. So there's mystery here. We keep going back to that. Yes, there is mystery, but we're going to promote it because we see it in Scripture. Now, I think you're right. I think that there's a legitimate reason that people don't like it, and they can't see the good in it, like yeah, you said. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make sense to them. They're, they're trying to make sense of it. Uh, they, they don't think it's biblical, uh, and that's a that's a fair reason to say I take issue with the doctrine. But there's another reason people don't like it. But there's another reason that people um, reject it. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it is struggle be- with it. Yeah, yeah, because they don't personally like it. It doesn't make them feel good. It makes them feel bad, or it makes it them go, uncomfortable. It goes
1: against kind of their own... Uh, sense of autonomy. Right, yeah, it, it, it,
0: this is not a legitimate reason for you to reject a doctrine because you don't like it, because uh, you don't like how it makes you feel, because, I mean, just because something doesn't make full sense to you doesn't mean that you get to reject it. The Trinity can't make full sense to you. Exactly. Um, it's not a contradiction. It's there's,
1: like, it's kind of like, like, it doesn't make no sense. It makes no sense to me that Jen married Joe. Yeah, no sense it makes whatsoever. Like, it makes like 50 cents. No, no there's there no 50 cent here. It makes no sense whatsoever, but I can't reject it. I can't live my life thinking that and acting like, uh, you know, Jen didn't make the worst decision of her life and, and married Joe. Well,
0: even if she did, it was a part of the decree.
1: You know, Jen, you know <laughs> who you have to blame?
0: God. No, herself. <laughs> did you, you just turned into Sanders Powers right there. I don't oh, know I don't what, know that what was I all did. About. I just
1: right. went around.
0: Okay, so. What we want to do is, we want to just consider a few things. This is for all of us, but especially for people that are struggling with the doctrine. And we know we have a lot of non-Calvinists that listen. And you guys um, are gracious. You're you're very cool. We, we really love that you listen, and we love your feedback and even your pushback. You're always respectful. So here are some things that we would like you to consider as we think about and work through this doctrine. Mm. You know, is God
1: listen up, Doctor Flowers? <laughs>
0: is, is God is God sovereign over the sinful actions of men? Are the sinful actions men a part of the predetermined plan of God, and yet are they remain you know responsible for it so number one pretty much everybody that I know as who is a Christian would say that God can make our suffering work for our good right i mean that's that 's a pretty biblical statement right first mm-hmm. uh, peter three seventeen says it is better to suffer for doing good if that should be god 's will yeah. that doesn 't just say that um, God can turn uh, our frown upside down. It doesn't just say that, that God can make this thing that happened outside of himself and he has no awareness that it was going to happen. It wasn't a part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And yet he can somehow back end the whole deal so that it in some way will work out for our good. It says it is better to suffer for doing good. So that means you're suffering evil. It is better to suffer for doing good if that should be God's will. You're mm. suffering, right, for doing the right thing. So you're experiencing evil and that is God's will so i mean consider that for a moment if you're pushing back against the idea of god's sovereignty over the sinful actions of men how can we read first peter 317 to make sense of it and how can god work for our good in these things if he isn't sovereign over it that's something something to think about
1: yeah absolutely i mean i think another thing to think about here is when we're talking about uh some people would look at something look at this doctrine and talk about you know well then does does he had power over Satan then, right? Right. Is God right. truly in control? Is God truly sovereign? Is God truly all powerful? Or
0: is the devil surprising him?
1: Exactly. Or you know, but you look. Surprise, at, sucker! <laughs> I feel like that's something the devil would say. He would say that. He would say. It's, so what does that say about us that we always say something, sucker? We got a little bit of the devil in us, maybe. I'm not going to comment. Okay. And so, uh, I mean, you look at you look at Job one, right? Um, right. And, and you're reading through there, and you're talking about how Satan is allowed to test. Job. He
0: right? comes to God, and he's talking smack about Job, and God's like, check out my boy, like he's, exactly. he's the man. He's like,
1: oh, well, hold on, you gave him all these things. If he mm-hmm. didn't have those things, then he wouldn't, he wouldn't praise you, he wouldn't worship you, he wouldn't He'd love you. He'd curse you, you. He, yeah. You know? And so, I mean, but yeah, that, that's, that's just the thing here, is that that's, that's kind of a hard concept, or at least for me to, to kind of think through, is that God does allow, he gives mm-hmm. permission for these things, right? Uh, and yet, there's great comfort in that, because Satan, with Job, could only go so far. And even Job got it, didn't he? Yeah, oh, like, he got Job, it, yeah.
0: Job understood that God was... Uh,
1: he didn't know that the
0: devil was involved no. in the details, um, but he did know that God was involved in these details That's providentially.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, later on it says, The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Shall we receive good from God, and shall we not receive evil? What? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. So here, still. Wait, he didn't
0: sin with his lips. So wait, if you can't say that, mm-hmm. if you reject that, you're saying that he, he did sin with his lips.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so I like this. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Yeah. Right. And I think that's that's it. So Job understood this tension. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, uh, this reality that um, that our God is sovereign. Yeah. That the devil could only go so far. Right. Uh, that trials and tribulations are, as you were talking about before, Joe, and I think you'll be talking about what we we'll talk about later, is that in the end, it's it's that suffering well leads to something else,
0: right? I just, I love this. I love that you brought up job one because it gives us a picture into how this works out practically. So God was sovereign over the whole event, Mm -hmm. but he's not making the devil do anything. No, the devil's doing what he wants to do No, And yet it's a part of God's plan. That's right. And therefore you can, you can see the hand of God in your life, even when there is evil, and say, well, I'm, 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 I'm experiencing this affliction as a part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to submit myself to it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hate it. It, it. It's, it's difficult, but, um, but he's not going to say that God Himself is evil. But he is, he is willing to acknowledge that God is ultimately in control of these things. I mm. think that's really good. Oh yeah, one of the ones that we we talk about this uh, a fair bit Genesis fifty twenty. Um, I don't. I mean, I know some people try to play some kind of hermeneutical uh, gymnastics with this. But it's pretty clear, man. You, you read the story of Joseph who was, uh, you know, betrayed by his brothers, mm-hmm. uh, attempted murder, sold into slavery. Dude gets the rawest deal of life, right? This super bad deal. Oh, yeah. And in the end, when, when God lifts him up and exalts him after all of that, and he has the opportunity to punish and destroy his brothers for their wickedness, he doesn't. And instead, he says in Genesis fifty twenty something along the lines of, what you intended for evil, God intended for good.
1: I mean, I thought it was so powerful when Donnie said that. Yeah. It was just beautiful. And then just uh, the, the coat everything, I was just, I was blown away. Now, uh,
0: people maybe don't know what you're referring to there.
1: No, I'm talking about when, when Donnie Osmond was, yeah. was sharing his thoughts on these yeah. and, and wearing where Did his, you actually see Joseph in technic- the
0: Amazing Technicolor dream coat? Oh, no, no, no. I did. Did you really? I took Jen to see it. Oh, nice. It was good. Mm, it was good. Donnie Osmond and those giant white Mormon teeth. You ever notice that? <laughs> yes. You ever notice that Mormons have big teeth? Yeah. They do. Yeah. yeah. It's a thing. Google it. All right. So anyway, <laughs> the
1: Google, don't Google big teeth. I, I, don't,
0: I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what that means. Um, but but notice that right. What you intended for evil, right? So that you did it. Yeah. You had an intention in this thing that I experienced. But God also had an intention in these very actions, and it was for my good. So like that is about as 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 clear as yeah. I think it can be made, and it's a mysterious doctrine. But it makes me think of the importance of of being people who are constantly pushing ourselves to understand Scripture, to understand the story of Scripture, yeah. to understand theology and even biblical theology. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I do know what you're talking about. I I'm mean, talking about that NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible. My mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Zondavan. You know what's cool about it? Yep. Is that, uh, you know what they use? They use a special thing that they created called comfort print.
1: Oh, a comfort point? Yeah, print.
0: <laughs> the print. The, print. the oh, print. Yes, yes. Yeah.
1: Dude, you haven't seen it yet.
0: No, I've seen it. I've held it. No, no, they they actually hand delivered my copies. Oh, did they you just okay. shipped you yours? Oh, okay. Well yeah, no, they, they shipped the ship it. Over. Dude, it
1: looks good. Yeah? It what, looks what, real good. What's cool? Now
0: here's the thing. Um, the, the, the if you got a lot of you guys remember the NIV study bible. Those were great notes. Those oh, were fantastic. super solid notes. And those are really the notes that comprise this study bible you know, as you're reading throughout. Um, those Zondervan notes are really uh, really were developed out of a, a good understanding of biblical theology. But there are Uh, 28 new articles on biblical theology that help you connect the dots of scripture, so that you can see its major themes that are taking shape as you're reading the Bible. Yeah, Um, there's like 65 scholars are really ultimately contributed to over 20,000 of those notes that we're talking about. And you got, of course, D.A. Carson heading up the whole thing. Mm. Uh, You know who else wrote for this thing? Oh, I think we both know. Doctor James. That's right, Hamilton, Hamilton. the
1: guy that's coming to our conference to speak. Oh man,
0: it's going to be so good.
1: I'm, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. So.
0: What we want you to do is, we want you to head on over to whatisbiblicaltheology.com. Over there, you can read three of those 28 articles for free. You can check it out, get a little oh, sample. Um, but I haven't seen it yet. Jimmy's got the Bibles. Oh, why, why didn't you bring me one?
1: Sorry, just got them. Mm, great. Well, don't, mean, you just, just, just get them. I just got them. When? Last them. week. Oh, well, last early last week, week yeah, yeah I know it's been like two weeks two it's not a long time all right so
0: be sure and uh and check those out mm-hmm. what's what are some other passages of scripture Jimmy that, that they ought to be thinking about as as we think about God's providence over sin
1: yeah I mean, uh, uh Amos 3 6 is a trumpet blown in a city and the people are not afraid does disaster come to a city unless the Lord has done it oh, Whoa. oh. Amos. That's, that's a tough word. Amos. That's a tough word. What you talk
0: about, Amos? <laughs> <you> talk about? <laughs> that, that,
1: that ain't. That's, that's not, a. I was about to say that ain't so famous. Amos. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: thing is. So I mean, again, Amos isn't getting into the details. That's He's right. He's not getting into the weeds on this, but he does recognize that even when disaster comes to a city, when there is an invading that's army, right. the Lord is providentially involved. That oh yeah. He has a sovereign plan here.
1: Yeah, I mean even. Uh, elsewhere in scripture it talks about like a king may make ready for war but it's the lord that directs his steps absolutely right? yeah i mean so that's yeah, good oh and you know what? i'm gonna go with another one joe if that's all right i'm gonna yeah, go yeah. with isaiah 45 7 i form light and create darkness i make well being and create oh hear this calamity calamitate Calam- it just says calamity no but
0: it's hebrew go ahead
1: I am the Lord who does all these things, right? So Whoa. that's even going kind of back to what, what Job was saying, right? Right. The God that's that gives, he takes. He mm-hmm. could take as well. You know, that we praise God for the good, but what about when we praise God for, for uh... <laughs> I'm trying to think, how do you right, listen, praise I, God? Like, you know what I mean? Like right, In the have... midst of that struggle.
0: So two of our, two of our dear friends, Tony and Diane, that I was talking to him today. Now, um, they're in the process of adoption. It's very public. And uh, they get matched with uh, a birth mother who was going to give birth. She signed off. She liked their book. Everything was set. And then when the day of delivery came, she decided to keep that baby. That's her right but of course Tony and Diane were so deeply invested they 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 really did believe God had given them this child this was going to be their child everything was set and normally this works out but it didn't and so they were really hurting like they they they're going through a, a sense of loss right and people that understand adoption and and study this um, this uh, sort of a situation understand that it is like losing a child because you've you know this child has been you know promised to you you're you're preparing yeah, for it you're yeah. telling everybody you're getting all the stuff together And then it doesn't come. Now, I was talking to Tony today, and here's what he said. He said, I know that God is good. Mm. I know that God is good. He said, here's the thing. Um, we, We thought that he was giving us this baby. We thought that he was blessing us with this child, but he didn't. And instead, he's blessing us with faith.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude, that's powerful. He's blessing
0: us with faith to believe him when he takes away.
1: Bro, that's powerful.
0: That's Tony freaking Dapke That's right there. So uh, there's, there's an example. And all you
1: churches that have openings, don't call him. He's yeah, staying leave, with us. Leave Tony alone. Leave him alone. Oh, he's busy right now. Yeah, he's with us. <laughs> he's, editing our, he's editing our
0: blog posts. <laughs> um, all right, well, let me, let me read one other passage. And this I want to read this. Uh, it's a little bit lengthier of a passage. Right, Habakkuk. I've referred to this before, but we really haven't read it before. Habakkuk chapter 1. Listen to this. The oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw. O Lord... How long shall I cry for help, and you will not hear? Or cry to you, violence, and you will not save. Why do you make me see iniquity, and why do you look idly at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise, so the law is paralyzed, and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. So Hmm. Habakkuk here, scholars disagree on exactly what he's talking about. Is he talking about... ungodly pagan people coming in and oppressing Israel, or is he talking about the leadership of Israel uh, moving into wickedness and oppressing the righteous among them? Um, ESV study Bible and a lot of other scholars would would take the second view. Either way, Habakkuk is frustrated because, God, uh, it doesn't look like you care. It doesn't look like you're doing anything to stop evil.
1: looks like you closed your eyes.
0: Right? So here's what God says. Look among the nations and see wonder and be astounded for i am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told but he's going to tell him anyways Mm. (laughs) behold i am raising up the chaldeans now the chaldeans these are the bad guys are the babylonians these are the wicked of the wicked That bitter and hasty nation who march through the breadth of the earth to seize dwellings not their own, they are dreaded and fearsome, their justice and dignity go forth from themselves. Their horses are swifter than leopards, more fierce than the evening wolves, their horsemen press proudly on, their horsemen come from afar, they fly like an eagle swift to devour, they all come for violence, all their faces forward, they gather captives like sand, at kings they scoff, at rulers they laugh, they laugh at every fortress, for they pile up earth and take it, then they sweep. And like the wind go on, guilty men, Mm. whose own might is their God. He says, I'm raising them up. And what's going to happen throughout Habakkuk now, is he's explaining, I'm going to raise up those ungodly people, and they're going to come in, and they will be my vehicle for punishing Israel. That's right. So I am going to answer the sin problem, but I'm going to use these sinful people to do it. Now, Habakkuk's like... What, the what? Yeah. Come again? What? That's not right. And then in chapter 2, God's like, don't worry. I will then punish the Chaldeans yeah. for their wickedness. You can't, How do you read Isaiah 59 or Amos 3 or Habakkuk 1 and 2? How can you read these things and then conclude that God is not sovereign over sin, that his providence doesn't extend to the wicked actions of evil men?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As far as Jimmy and I are concerned, the Bible is clear on this. We are responsible for our actions, good or bad. And yet, God is sovereign over it all and has decreed whatsoever comes to pass. And if that's the case, Jimmy, what does it mean for us? What, what, mm-hmm. what, what, what should, How should we respond to this? Yep. How should we respond to this doctrine?
1: I mean, I think first and foremost, uh, believe it. Right? We, we believe in this doctrine. Believe that. Believe that. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good movie. Do you remember that? Yep. <laughs> the Martin Lawrence one? No, yep. oh. Oh, I don't watch those movies. Go ahead. Oh. Oh, now I feel... It's I feel, G or PG. It, I don't think it was, it nah, was it's one probably of those, not. Oh, you couldn't watch that? You couldn't watch... No. No? No. I could have, but I choose not to. You cho- oh, mm-hmm. mm. Anyways, so yeah, believe that. So, you,
0: <laughs> 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 so what do you mean believe it? Like,
1: what do you mean? Yeah, even though it's, it's difficult. Like you said, Joe, it's like, it's going to take time for people to process through these things. and But it takes faith. It takes trust. It takes um believing that uh that God is sovereign that God is good, and I think that 's ultimately what it is is god good mm-hmm. is god loving is god um I, it, powerful and all knowing and and so I mean i think that's that 's where it really kind of cruxes is, that, that is is God good and so you want to believe that god 's plan is good that it is good for me and that uh um even Despite if you can't my make sense of it right it now, now, exactly. Right? Even though if I can't, I struggle with it. I can't make sense of it. Even though I can't see the good in it, like we were talking about before, right? Right. Even though I can't see the good in it, knowing that in the end, ultimately, it is good for me. You
0: know, I like what you're saying because you know, if the first thing we need to do is believe what God has said, it's a reminder. You don't get to pick and choose what you believe. You really don't. I mean, ultimately, you get to pick or choose. I guess if you're going to um, accept or reject something, but yeah. you, but you really don't have that right. It, you know, if if 2 plus 2 is 4 you you don't get to choose it doesn't equal 4 it equals 5 right yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense well god has revealed himself and his plan and and to to reject it is to reject god himself oh, goodness, and yeah. it it puts us in a dangerous perspective so or position okay so you said believe it believe that believe that i'm going to say embrace it so to go beyond, Embrace that so uh <laughs> braid that embrace that so think about it this way. You can believe it and then be bitter about it the whole time. Oh, yeah. You're like, okay, well, I accept that. Oh, it, that's a good point, Joe. But, but to embrace it means, okay, I have to figure out how to own this mm. as a part of my theology and as a part of my faith so that it actually b- plays a functional role yeah. in my faith and in yeah. my life. So it, it's not enough to believe it and be a sourpuss about it. You, you have to be able to say, like you said, Jimmy, this is good and therefore I am happy happy yeah. to believe who god is and what god does
1: that's right and i think finally joe then uh after we believe that we embrace that i think that we confess that
0: now that sounds a little super charismatic
1: oh what to confess it oh confess it. Claim it. it claim it no no we're, not talking we're talking about sharing it right we're talking about oh. we're talking about uh uh sharing the truth with others sharing god's right. word with others trying yeah. to what isn't this is kind of a hard doctrine? I feel like if you're going to start confessing this sort of a doctrine, you
0: might turn people off. I feel like maybe you shouldn't.
1: <laughs> maybe you shouldn't confess it? I don't know. I mean, I mean,
0: of course, you have the example of you know, Job confessing Job it. Job
1: confessing it. Joseph. What we're not talking about here is being a jerk about it, right? That, right. That's the difference. Exactly. Right? We're not talking about being a jerk about it, but we are talking about uh, uh, sharing. I think even just like you talked about with, with Tony, right, the, with the dopkeys there, like that to me, that's confessing right. what we 're talking about that's confessing the truth of God, the sovereignty of God, the goodness of God, right um, in the midst of the midst of trial yeah. and, and struggle,
0: right? right well, listen, when I was in um, if you I hope you heard that, I hope you <laughs> could hear that scream from the back room. Oh, that was awesome. so listen, um, one, one word of warning to our reformed brothers and sisters, and Jimmy already touched on it, don't be a jerk about it, but let me just say this. Um, one of the guys at our church. He also works for Crossway. His name is Stephen Kapalczyk. We're going to have him on the podcast to talk about the, the persecuted church yeah, yeah. here in a little bit. Real smart guy, great guy, godly guy. We were having a um, a balcony theological conversation when we were in South Africa.
1: Oh yes, please tell me more about the fun you had without me.
0: Uh, it was awesome. You know, you know what happens when you're not there? Biblical talk? No. <laughs> Uh, I'm the coolest guy. Oh, gosh. but if you're there, then I'm like, mm, nah. mm. look at Jimmy with his long hair. Do you, I don't think you're the coolest guy. To continue. All right. Well, with you not there. So um, Stephen was saying, listen, I, I don't have a problem with the doctrine that God is sovereign. What I do have a problem with are people who are callous and careless with this doctrine, mm. so that when a little child suffers murder or abuse, people go, "Well, God is sovereign; He has a plan. You just need to deal with it." Now, of course, you're probably not going to find a person in your life that has actually said that very thing, but that attitude yeah. can be there. Oh, yeah. And so you don't see that attitude with God. You don't see that attitude in Scripture at all. When there is wickedness, we mourn over it. We um, We lament it. Now, we can take comfort in the idea that God has a plan and a purpose in it, but you can still and you should still mourn with those who mourn, weep Mm -hmm. with those who weep. So uh, to believe it, to embrace it, to confess it uh, doesn't mean that you handle this doctrine carelessly um, or callously, um, but that you handle this doctrine cautiously Ooh, see what I did there dude? yeah I see what you did yeah, that's, pretty, that's good. pretty good three C's yeah, did you yeah, see, yeah, did you I, see I, what I did no, I see what you did uh, what I did was I, on the fly mm. I, I used words and alliterated it all with the same well, like letter like I say on the fly I wrote it in no you into didn't the note right there. I'll take a picture of the notes right now <laughs> yeah you just deleted it yeah, <laughs> uh, delete <laughs> alright Jimmy um, if people want to yell at us or oh, yeah. uh, about this doctrine uh, how do they do that
1: yeah, you just uh, head on—well, actually, first, you could follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Doc and Devo. It's so probably the quickest ask, way to hate on us. That, that, yeah, that's probably where we get most of our hate. No, F- no. Facebook
0: is probably more. Facebook is more hate. Yeah, Tijuana Smalls and his peeps. And his peeps. Why did he come at me again now? That was weird. No, that wasn't him. Who was that? That was— That was, like, the Bible-raging, like,
1: hater man? I don't know what he was. Bible-thumping wingnut network. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know what if he has a, if, if he can say he has a network uh, based on what I see then I'm going to say that we have a, a global ministry can <laughs> so so we call gonna... ourselves a global ministry no we cannot why not
1: because we're uh, we're for profit we are not a 501c3 it should be
0: a ministry no there are prophets There's prophets in the bible prophets in the bible <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so we're
1: for profits what are you talking about so, so yeah, you could uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, doctorvotion.com, They can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, jofostore.com, and grab some here. But
0: listen, but, oh. be sure that you guys go to whatisbiblicaltheology.com. Mm. Check out the new NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible. Super cool. And you know what? Comfort font, comfort print. Mm. You know what that means? It's like, you know, when you're reading the Bible, and it's got that like that janky like font that some translations use. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I'm not going to call anybody out, you know, but you see what I'm saying. Mm, you yeah, know,
1: yeah, I do see it. I sometimes mm-hmm. it bothers me. Mm-hmm,
0: exactly, some <laughs> typefaces just don't work that well. But they got it They're, But like the the Zondervan uh, NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible, it's like you know what it is. It's like if you were to take a, a really cool font. But then you put it in, in flannel pajamas, and it's more comfortable. That's what it's like. So go check it out at
1: what is I'm pretty sure the people at Zondervan were like, "Oh, they oh, love I, me.
0: They love me right now." I really hope flannel that pajamas. Joe talks about flannel pajamas. Flannel, our our font. font is like reading the Bible in flannel pajamas in the winter with a with a fireplace
1: going. They're never going to sponsor us again. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late, guys. But you know what, though? Thank you guys for not only sponsoring the podcast, but the Doc and Devo 19.
0: 2019.
1: Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited for that. So hey, you know what? drvotion.com slash are conference. Say, the
0: kids are saying that the conference is, going, conference is going to be lit. It's going to be lit? It's going to be lit.
1: What kids have said that? All the cool kids. Which, the name young one. kids. Name one.
0: One. Johnny. Johnny who? Sarah. Well, No, um, Johnny who? What's his last name? Johnny Johnson. <laughs> Johnny Johnson? <laughs> yeah, he did. Johnny <laughs> Johnson said yeah. it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. I heard him he was talking about it on social media. On the media. news? No, on, oh, on social media.
1: Oh, well, screenshot it.
0: I, have, I don't know, oh, right, you know, right? too many people, too many Fresh Pod
1: every Monday and Thursday, blog post on Wednesday. Wednesdays, video content on Fridays, later.